live from Friendship Church Studios. We want to thank you for joining in. Today, I'm with Greg Strzok and Pastor Joel Farber. Greg is joining us all the way from the Czech Republic. We're going to be reinstituting our segment called Check It Out. We're going to have a great time today. Thank you for joining in. Grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride of this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Welcome, Friendship Fam. Glad to have you join us. We're excited to be here in the studios today. Uh, we have a special treat for you. Greg Strzok, all the way from the Czech Republic, is with us. And Greg, as we get started, I just wanted to jump into this segment. We started it with Kendra Havlicek. It's called Check It Out. And so... I know you have some great trivia that we may not know about the Czech Republic that you just, just, just let us have it. Give it to us, man. Well, good. Hi there. It's really good to be with you guys. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I was thinking about that. And uh, one of the things that was hard for me to adjust when I moved to Czech was the expression of emotion. Like Americans are pretty facially expressive. Sure. Like, you know, when we're happy, when we're sad, because like we just show it in our face. Uh-huh. Uh, Czechs don't do that quite as much. Okay. So like our family pictures, you got a big giant smile on every, everybody's face, even if the kids are real angry to be in the photo with you. <laughs> right. uh, and we kind of, uh, Czechs make fun of that. They think it's hilarious because like when I look at a Czech family photo, it looks literally with through my American eyes, it looks like they're angry. Really? And it took me a few years to be able to look at a Czech photo and, and realize they actually are smiling. It's just kind of a subtle thing, and it's it's like a mystery, mystery language of facial expression that is just a lot more subtle. Yeah. So that was one of one of the hard things for me to adjust to that uh, they're not mad at me for taking their photo; <laughs> uh, they're just smiling more subtly. I see. So is it like um, that American Gothic picture? Is that how every kinda yeah? <laughs> Except you have to really imagine what's in their heart that they are that they are expressing. Happiness, okay, just in a much, much more subtle way. Okay, that's interesting. really interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, uh, does that is that also true just in everyday walking around? I mean, you know, again, you know, when you're walking around here in the United States, say mm -hmm. at the mall or whatever, and you see people, you generally can tell expressions on their faces yeah, where so. they're at. But that's not that also is not that way in Czech. Yeah. Another another thing that's kind of funny is that is if you don't know a person, you generally don't talk to them unless you have a reason to. So I walk okay. I walk on the sidewalk here in America, and people say hi to me that I don't know, and I'm like. What are you talking to me for? Because I kind of adjusted over 15 oh, sure. years to not talk to anybody I don't have a reason to talk to. Right, right. So it's a little wigs me out a little bit when I come back here and people want to say hi to me that I don't know. Yes, yeah. So that's funny. You should. So in Wyoming, that they're they're uh, we just moved here from Wyoming and um, everyone waves. So if you go to like a four way stop, everyone will wave, and you're like. 
well, are you telling me I can go now? Or <laughs> like, why yeah. are you waving at me? But then yeah. that's just part of what they yeah, do. So I'm all, I, whenever I that happens to me, I'm always asking like, do I know this person? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I better straighten out. up. They might know me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got it. My wife, Hannah, and I used to play a game when we drive because uh, we carpooled for a couple of years just to save some money. And we just start waving at people. Like, <laughs> Let's see if we get this car coming to wave at us. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. They definitely didn't know us, but that was fun. That probably wouldn't fly real well unchecked. Uh, I'd wake a bunch of people out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Weird Americans. Get out of here. Yeah, That's yeah. funny. Well, Greg, thank you so much for joining us. We're we're just honored to have you. And, and one of my hopes here today is... Uh, for us to get to know you, for the Friendship Church fam, I know many of uh, of us do know you, but there are several who don't, many who don't. And so we just wanted to give you an opportunity to just kind of share who you are, what's going on, what God's doing in your life and with your family and, and in your ministry. And so uh, with that in mind, why don't I just kind of uh, let you jump into, you've, you've been in check for a few years, and tell us about yourself. Well, uh, my connection with friendship is that I interned way back when, when Mark Gold was youth pastor, mm-hmm. and so did my wife, and that's how we met. And um, I'm actually the guy, the guy that started the check trip. Uh, nice. Mark Gold was so gracious. He, I don't know what he was thinking by letting an intern take his wife and daughter <laughs> and his boss's daughter wow. to a foreign country on a mission trip, but uh, that's what started it all. So, and, and what year is that? That was 2000. Okay. So that was a while ago. Yep. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, been a few weeks. <laughs> so it's just been awesome to see Friendship grab a hold of that, and I'm so thankful. Like every summer, it's awesome for Corey and I to be able to like connect with the friendship teams whenever they come to Tabor or to uh, Ledovica. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You know, when, when I was interviewing, they asked me about Czech. Of course, I, I haven't been there. Uh, but I think their concern was like, you don't have a problem with us going, right? Like, if you have a problem, then this ends this conversation with you, Kenny. You yeah. know, so check is really high up there in oh, our priorities. We're so it's thankful cool. for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you you met Corey. Uh, at what point in this whole like? Did you meet her here in the United States? Did yep. you meet her? Okay. Yep. She uh, she helped open up the Shakopee campus as an intern. Okay. And I was uh, I was interning as the Shakopee Junior High guy for the flood when it first became the flood. Wow. Yeah. Rachel May was my boss, if anybody re- remembers her. <laughs> and uh, well, I just noticed this really cute girl in the corner that didn't notice me at all, and nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> and then, she, long story short, she came on the check trip several years later after I was already living in in Tabor, uh-huh. and well, we just decided we wanted to keep doing this stuff together. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I lassoed her in, and a year later, we married each other. And wow. a year after that, we moved back to Czech. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. Nice. Well. I'll just say that. So, as the lead campus pastor of Shakopee, thanks both of you for what you did. I mean, God has done an incredible thing here in in Shakopee and at this campus, and uh, I've I've inherited a lot of that. And so, your your ministry is still bearing fruit. So, thank you very much for well, that. Well, it was a privilege, and it's really fun to come back every few years and get like snapshots of how Shakopee is growing and changing. And mm, sure, it's, it's, it's a really fun process to see that, and just to see it at. Prior Lake as well. Yeah. What God's doing through you guys. So so you you got a heart for the check by going on a mission trip. 
but then you you went to check with a ministry called Josiah Venture. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that ministry and 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 maybe just the development of what's happening in Czech Republic. Just to give a quick summary, Czech is one of the most atheistic countries in the world. Uh, they have a rich, rich uh, spiritual heritage. I don't know if you've heard of a guy named John Huss. He was a reformer about 100 years before Martin Luther. And uh, before the Thirty Years' War, Czech was 90% Protestant, before Protestantism was a thing. Mm. So um, if you've heard of the Moravian Brethren, mm-hmm. they have their origins with... Um, John Huss and uh, the uh, uh, Czech Protestant movement. Mm-hmm. So that's it's got a huge, rich history, but like hundreds of years of oppression under the Austro-Hungarians and then 40 years of oppression under the communists kind of stamped out um, Protestantism. So mm-hmm. any typical church, like what Friendship Church would be, would be looked on as like a cult. Mm-hmm. So it's real dark. And the population has probably about 0.5% born-again believers. Wow. Probably less than that. That's like the Operation World statistic. Oh, gotcha. So which would be probably one-fourteenth of what Operation World says is in the States, which is 7%. So it's... Imagine... Like, Corey likes to talk about the school perspective. Um, If you were a teacher and you had a, a class, your class was 25 students big... Every eight years, you'd run across a born-again believer in your class. No oh, wow. Way. Wow. So I t- I, we were talking to the river last night, and we said, imagine that your D group, uh, your discussion group, uh-huh. that's the size of your youth group. And you are, one of, you are the only youth group in your city, maybe two if it's a bigger city. Like our city of 100,000 has two youth groups, about the size of a D group. Wow. And... Um, wow. You're like the only student in your high school who knows Christ. Wow. And then the elder board comes up to you and says, hey, you have been displaying some leadership capacity. Why don't you be the youth pastor? <laughs> you have no training. Wow. All you know is your own little youth group, and yeah. suddenly you're the youth pastor. So what Josiah Venture does is we come alongside guys or gals like this, mm-hmm. and we provide mentoring, coaching, tools, training, materials, whatever will equip uh, those young leaders to fulfill Christ's commission. Wow. Okay. So so with respect to that, then, what, what would um, a, a typical worship service uh, look like in Czech? I mean, from, I, I guess, from the size to uh, how it's set up, you, you said that even even friendship church would would come off more like a cult. So I'm guessing that that probably it doesn't look a lot like friendship church then. I don't know. Tell us about that. Well, I don't think the style of worship would be so different, um, but the size is different. So okay. friendship would be massive in the Czech Republic. So a, a big church mm. is 100, maybe 200 people. And wow. a typical church that we work with is, is definitely under 100 people. Uh-huh. So wow. just a much smaller scale, um, but we've got like more traditional churches, and we've got more modern churches. So I don't, I don't think um, like the style of worship would be that different. It's just like the scale of everything is so much different. Gotcha. And when I say it looks like a cult, that would be from the eyes of an outside person, like a typical Czech atheist gotcha. would wonder what is going on there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just because it's not Catholic. Uh-oh. I see. So, so, so is Catholicism the 
is that bigger than the Orthodox Church in Czech? Yeah, it's uh, historically Catholic. Okay. After the Thirty Years' War, when uh, Protestantism was squashed down. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. So, and uh, Joel's our worship pastor, and um, uh, you know, Joel has talked a lot about real, authentic worship and just being raw, and and how that is. Is one presented from up front, but also just lived out in your in your life day to day. So, with that context, Joel, I know you have some thoughts and questions. I wanted to give you some opportunities. Mark, set, go. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to dive into you know, it, kind of going deeper into worship services and what things look like. You know, um, in, in a lot of church experiences over there, do you see bells and whistles, kind of like you can see on any on any. Uh, corner here in America, or do things, you know, or is there a worship leader with a pitch pipe and that's it? What does that look like? Well, anything, any kind of leadership, except for maybe the main pastor, is volunteer. Okay. So I would say not as professional. The church we go to, I'd say look a lot like what the worship service would look a lot like what you get here in mm-hmm. Czech, or in at Friendship. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, one of the things that we're pretty passionate about is like biblical teaching and equipping the body, mm-hmm. teaching the body, making sure that the body is well fed. Yeah. And that's hard to f- come by. So mm-hmm. like when I come here and I, and I sat in the worship service uh, on Sunday and listened to you, like, uh, can he take apart the word right. and explain it? And that was like a continuation of what I heard from Matt the week before, where it was very biblical, it was exegetical, and it was also ap- applicable. I was just like, oh... This is awesome. Mm. We could only get more of this. How do I connect these podcasts with with Czech people over there, with Czech believers? Mm. Getting resources and making the body fed. Sure. So So, so with the absence of biblical education Mm -hmm. and and maybe even just biblical literacy, Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like... um, uh, there's a lot of spoon feeding, or are are the believers there? Are they just hungrily gobbling it up? Or maybe there's a variation or a spectrum yeah, on that. There's right? a, definitely a spectrum. Like different, yeah. we work with several denominations, and mm-hmm. there's some denominations that are much stronger in the Bible, and some of them that are a lot stronger in like personal experience mm-hmm. with God. Um, but uh, I'd say a lot of the believers we work with are satisfied with milk Uh and not as hungry for meat. So one of the things we like to do is like try to whet their appetites for meat, but it's, it's a, it's a subtle dance. You gotta, you gotta play to be able to not overwhelm, but yet, um, wet, wet people's appetites for more. Yeah. Yeah. When, so when you get teams coming in, uh, not just not just from friendship, but I, you have teams like uh, coming in often, right? Yeah. So uh, when they come in, what is the biggest surprise? You know, what is that that cultural like? Oh my word, uh, this is much different than what I expected. What do you, what do you consistently hear from teams? That is a good question. Uh, oh, yeah, we you. have. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have probably in Czech. We work in about fourteen different countries, mm-hmm. and uh, in Czech, we, each summer we, when there isn't a pandemic, we have probably about thirty to thirty-five churches that bring teams over. Wow! And work with, and we partner them with a local church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big surprise is how s- similar it looks because it's very Western. 
Uh-huh. So we're not going to like Africa and right. dealing with tribal worship. Right. We're not going to like Asia Pacific or anything like that. It's right. it's a Western culture, but yet there's enough difference. Um, I think the language barrier is the is the tricky thing. Sure. So that's because sure. not it's it's an English camp typically that friendship has been working with, mm-hmm. and so that's the connection is English. But it's always like a challenge to know how do I communicate the gospel? How do I befriend this person past the language barrier? Right, mm-hmm. right. So. And not smile while doing it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, the smile is what gets you across oh, I see. The, the boundary, I think. Oh, that's oh, funny. Yeah. That's funny. So uh, we have another missionary uh, in Czech, uh, Kendra Havlicek, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I know you know her. You work with her from yeah. time to time. Maybe you Kendra's can. Kendra's awesome. Maybe you can identify some of the, I don't know, the connections that you have, and mm-hmm. and also maybe the differences in ministries. Well, Kendra came over on a Czech trip. I don't remember how long. A long time ago. Like she's been in Czech for almost for five years now, I think. Mm-hmm. And we had her over for Easter during the pandemic to just. I don't know, be a home away from home for her to give her some interaction. And sure. uh, she specializes in kids, so we had some selfish reasons <laughs> to have her hang out with our kids. And she sure. loves our kids, so that was awesome. Yeah. But uh, Kendra works with a ministry run by a guy named Pavlik Kratochvil. Can you say that last name? I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to learn how to say Pavlik's last name, too. But uh, anyways, uh, Pavlik is, I would say he's one of the young leaders that uh, we dream about. Uh, so just super quick, Josiah Venture is named after King Josiah, who was a boy king. He came. He became king at age eight after his father Manasseh, who was the most wicked king of Judah, had died. Actually, it was his grandfather, and then his own father was killed after two years in office. So Josiah becomes king at age eight. At 16, as a teenager, he starts seeking the Lord. At 20, they come across the book of Deuteronomy in in the temple. Uh, He opens it up, reads the Word of God, and repents, tears his robes Mm -hmm. and repents, and institutes a series of reforms to where by the time he's 26, he's reinstituted proper worship with the Passover and the Word of God to its proper place. And he postpones God's judgment an entire generation because of his faithfulness and his passion for God. Mm -hmm. And so our dream is for young Josiah's all over Central and Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. And Pavlik is one of those young Josiahs. I met him when he was, I think, 12. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And uh, he is just courageous, Mm. brave, and faithfully dedicated to his city of Ledovica and making Jesus known there. And him and Pavlik focus, I think, largely on, um, on children, but it's, it's like, how do I say it? Like, uh, disadvantaged kids, mm-hmm. largely, like orphans, um, so well, any kids. At-risk communities. At-risk yeah. communities, yeah. 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 And it's super, super cool to see his bravery, his courage to step out and like purchase a building, to start a church plant. Wow. And mm-hmm. um, we love visiting there. So yeah. Oh, my god, They're awesome. That's awesome. So um, what are some ways that we can pray for you and Corey and uh, your family? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask for that piece first, and then for uh, the 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 ministry overall. Yeah, for our family, uh, Czech is a really difficult language, and our girls have really struggled with it. Mm-hmm. So they're two, four, and six, and when we get back to uh, Czech in August, they'll be starting school. 
Elizabeth will be in first grade. And I told the river last night, imagine that you're, you're, you know, Spanish class, right? Imagine that school is entirely in Spanish. And the reaction was, oh, I'd fail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my girls. Yeah. So pray for us as we shepherd our girls through this. Yeah. That they would do well, that they'd be able to make friends and thrive and choose Christ as their leader. Sure. Amen. Okay, we certainly will be praying that. And uh, Corey's role, is it primarily the same as yours? Um, well, because our kids have had such a difficult time, like uh, in the last three years, we've moved three times. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Her role has really been in the home to mm-hmm. shepherd our girls. Right. Um, whereas my role is like a regional director. I'm the I'm in charge of about a third of the Czech Republic. Okay. Um, and But as the kids... Yeah, that's where we're at for now. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we will be putting that to prayer for sure. And ministry overall? Um, I would say that I'd be able to be sensitive to what leaders need. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I do is I coach, which is like mentoring, except I use questions instead. And I just want to be able to ask good questions, to sure. listen, to empathize, and then really diagnose, like, what does this leader need to be equipped to fulfill Christ's commission? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Well, we will join you in prayer, and we're looking forward. We're, we're planning a trip next year to check, and We'll see what God does in the meantime, but Greg, thank you so much for being here. We're encouraged by your heart and your ministry and your love for Jesus. It's contagious. Thank you, brother. Yeah, it was a privilege. Thanks Uh, for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Greg, you know, I'll let you go, but I asked Kendra this, and I got to be honest, I got to ask you, Ledovica, right? How's the pizza? The pizza? Pizza Pizza and Ledovica. Well, you're pronouncing Ledovica wrong. It's pizza and Ledovica. Oh, Oh, I just got in trouble. (laughs) Thanks, Greg. Yeah. Awesome. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining in on today's discussion. It is always so fun to get some time with some of our missionaries that are faithfully serving God overseas or around the world or wherever that may be. So thank you again, Greg, for jumping in with us. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for connecting. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast.